live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, yes, it is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not throwing the challenge flag at your president of the United States, Joe Biden. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Not looking good. Chuck Todd and the gang over at Meet the Press for a second week in a row trying to create the appearance that they're impartial. We even got some critiques from CNN who wants people to believe they're calling balls and strikes when it comes to the Democratic Party. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. That remains to be seen. But one thing uh, that is absolutely gaining in momentum is the fact that a growing number of Democrats are now speaking openly about the fact that they don't want Joe Biden on the ticket in 2024. Come on, man. Wild stuff. We're going to discuss it on a big day on the show. Rona McDaniel's going to be here. She is, of course, the Republican National Committee chairwoman. We're also going to be joined by Tommy Lahren uh, to have a grown-up talk about all things 2024. And the fact that Kamala Harris is engaging in an image rehab. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. But whether you agree or disagree, everyone is welcome in the huddle on a big Monday episode of the show. 888-788-9910. It is a show that has one rule. We don't care how you vote. We don't care whether or not you agree with me. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. I am a conservative, unapologetically so, but this is not a conservative talk show. It is an American talk show, okay? That's the only thing we need you to prioritize to be a part of the program. Freedom! That is all. So you could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could be a Libertarian. You could be an Independent. All we ask is that you don't be a there it is happy monday and is a historic monday of sorts uh fox across america technically speaking uh launching today broadcasting for the first time in its illustrious history on not one not two but three brand spanking new affiliates oh girl forget it jenny lincoln if you're listening at home Getting a good Chef Boyardee tonight, you guys. This is a big one, Uh, and we're fired up. Uh, Honored and humbled to be joining the lineup at KTUC. Freedom 1400, conservative talk for Tucson. I was just out there. I was in Mesa. I was hanging out in your hood. Uh, It's for the best that we didn't get on to the legendary KTUSC Freedom 1400 in Tucson when Kennedy and I were out there in June because i got to be honest, the Fox fans were out of control. This could be a problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know that they would have signed this show. They would have been like, I don't know this guy. Uh. <laughs> we we saw them eating dinner uh, at the STK Steakhouse. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Yes, I don't know that the Tucson crowd would have picked up the show. I think if anything, they would have chipped in and got me a treadmill to turn my life around. But the fact remains... Uh, We are forever grateful and honored uh, by the vote of confidence that you have placed in us. So this buds for you, everybody uh, in the in the in the um, team over there on the team at KTUC Freedom 1400. You get one of these. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For real. I'm going to try not to get emotional. Uh, And KYD TFM in Pine Haven, Wyoming. And, of course, the simulcast uh, at KBFS in Belfouche, South Dakota. 
uh, Dirt Road Radio. Also adding the show as well again. <laughs> You're helping the country by taking the flyer on this show that you have. Because you have to know this, okay? And this is my one contribution to the world. There was two contributions I make. One is everybody who listens to me for three hours a day comes away believing that if I can get a nationally syndicated talk show, so can they. That's true. That is true. It is a very empowering show. You hear me and you're like, wow, this guy's on the air. <laughs> we could we could probably train the dog to land one of these shows, honey. And you, <coughs> Okay, there's that. Okay, it is empowering. It is inspiring. But the other superpower we do possess is I very much come from a regular walk of life. I was a cab driver. You know, I've worked a bunch of telemarketing jobs, obviously touring the country as a stand-up comic, but I don't come at you from this enlightened, you know, heightened sense of intellect where I know everything in the world there is to know about policy, and I just kind of bore you to sleep with my political analysis. No, the reason this show kind of works is I'm not the star of the show we all are. So I always characterize Fox Across America as what? I say it's a audio safe space for cool people. You know, it's good old-fashioned America. You can agree, you can disagree, but if you're in on the joke that everybody who lives here has unique American privilege, you have hit the lottery by virtue of the fact that you live in this country. If you accept that, if you understand that, if you have that perspective, you're going to fit in just fine on the show. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, I will say this. So we begin on this historic day of broadcasting. Members of the media no longer digging Joe Biden. The things that surfaced over the weekend. This is fascinating. You've heard me say this before. OK, the president announced on Friday that he'd be heading out to Maui today. I don't remember that ever happening, but it did. OK, and Biden is en route to Maui. And yes, he's going to be furious when he lands and finds out the beaches are closed. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? I packed my my shovel and pail for nothing. No sandcastles. This is the worst day of my presidency. Biden has spent a legitimate 60 percent of his presidency on vacation. That's what he's been doing. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. I mean, he's very rarely in the White House. But the fact remains he is pursuing reelection as the least popular incumbent president in the history of of our constitutional republic. Okay, the country is 247 years old. We've never had an incumbent at 39%. Why? Because no matter how divided we've ever gotten politically, guys usually have such overwhelming support, at least in their own party, with the ideologues within their own party, that it inflates their number. Okay, in this instance, the Republicans think Biden sucks. And here's a newsflash. So do the Democrats. Biden is such a disaster. So you get something out of Chuck Todd for a second week in a row. He has Jonathan Martin on from Politico. And I I mentioned this to you last Monday. Okay, and this is the very simple way for me to explain this to everybody listening. You don't have to be a political wonk who listens to this stuff day in and day out to get what I'm talking about. Okay. Everybody has been to a wedding where they might not say it out loud, but a lot of you have sat in the back of the church and said to yourself, I don't know that these two people should be getting together. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. No, we've all been to that wedding. And if you haven't been to that wedding, it's because it happened at your wedding. That is correct. <laughs> you're sitting in the back of it. You're like, really, these two again? Really? 
<laughs> wait, who got engaged? No, you stop. Wait. Okay, we've all been to one of those. Okay, and what it happens in politics is the consequential, you know, the consequences are so much more grave for everybody sitting in the church. Do you understand if Biden and Kamala, if we're going to ask the country to marry them again, if we're going to make this marriage go through a second time, where at Joe Biden's advanced age, there is a 25 percent chance during the term that Kamala Harris would become the next president. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. But you understand, because we're at that junction now, that speak now or forever hold your peace moment, members of the media, members of the Democratic Party are starting to speak up a little bit because they realize as Biden and Kamala go, so do they. Okay, if you are somebody who likes the cushy lifestyle of going to dinner with D.C. lobbyists, not really working much, you know, Congress. They don't want to lose power because when they lose power, they lose access to all those lobbyist dollars, all those hot stock tips, you know, things you'd get from somebody like, oh, I don't know, maybe a Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Seriously, for all the discussions of corruption in Washington, the fact that congressmen make $170,000 and a lot of them have $50 million in the bank. (laughs) Should we not be, I don't know, asking how they got all that money? I think he's got a point. Okay, that's not a Republican statement. That's not a Democratic statement. That's any rational observer statement. But you understand, the fact that the Biden... Kamala ticket is as historically unpopular as it is, gives ground to a lot of people who are concerned about their own well-being in Washington to start speaking up before it's too late. We've thrown them both back onto the ticket and we are just running a fool's errand in November of 2024. So here's Jonathan Martin, okay, for his part on Meet the Press, uh, talking about the three massive issues facing Biden. Now, again, why is this noteworthy? Because all of these issues were issues six months ago, a year ago, and two years ago. The fact that they're just speaking up now means they knew this two years ago. They knew this a year ago. They knew this six months ago. They're speaking up now because they have come to understand that there is a window within the party in which people are going to be willing to hear an airing of the grievances. Okay, here it is, clip three. Biden staff can't even get to the president about the issue because they don't want to address a sensitive topic with the president. They've got a challenge. I think Biden has basically got three issues where he's not figured out what to say. Okay, one is obviously the questions about Hunter Biden, his son. The other is what to say about the investigation into Donald Trump. And the third is about his age. Those are three massive issues that are sort of clouding his reelection campaign and he's not figured out what to say about it now understand this okay hunter biden okay was a story three years ago they were not speaking out about it prosecutions of trump other impeachments other investigators they were not speaking about it biden's age they were not speaking about it although to biden's credit he has tried to address the age issue you know the rapidly rising uh, um uh in with uh with, uh, I don't know. Uh, Let me give you a little more. This is Jonathan Martin, clip four. The Democratic Party, like Tim Wallace, they're rallying around Joe Biden in part because they believe that that's the safe play. That's three yards and a cloud of dust, to use a seasonal metaphor, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> yeah. But what if that actually is the riskier option? Yeah. Uh, you showed those numbers right there. Uh, the Democratic Party thinks that Biden is the safe play. Just hope for the best. We'll get yeah. through the next 14 months. I'm not so sure that, that that's it. Now, I got to be honest with you. Joe Biden is not the safe play. I agree with that. Guys, polling at 39 percent. 
Okay, you've got a completely overrun border. Six million people have come across the border illegally. As we speak to you right now, the administration is selling off pieces of the border wall to stop Republicans from passing legislation that would force Biden to complete the border wall. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Think about that. He's blocking his own government from the potential that the House might pass a bill saying, ah, you got to finish the wall. Biden is jumping in the way of that, so there's nothing to build it with. That's going on. I mean, that's insanity right now. Okay, but these are real liabilities for Biden in the the sense that no one who's living in this country right now, no one is better off than they were three years ago. Tell them like it is. Okay, let me give you one more Chuck Todd quote, though, because Chuck Todd speaking about Biden's poll numbers is significant. Why? Because they've been in this position for the past two years. So him bringing it up is not like some revelation regarding the polls. It's a revelation amongst people in the Democratic Party that when it comes to Joe Biden. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Here it is, clip five. This stuff has taken a huge toll on him. You know, Biden, right before the 2020 election, he was right side up, which in our polarized politics Mm -hmm. is quite astonishing. But look, Trump and Rudy Giuliani began this campaign to try to tarnish Biden, to try to turn him into the Clinton name, you know, with the with the obsession over over the Ukraine businesses with Hunter. And it's worked. His numbers now look more like Hillary Clinton 16 than Biden 20. Oh, Chuck Todd. You can't handle the truth. Biden's unpopularity is not because of Trump and it's not because of Rudy. Bingo. Biden's lack of popularity is because he sucks as a president. Inflation hit a 40-year high. Gas prices are now 30 cents more per gallon than they were a month ago. They're nearly $2 a gallon higher than they were when he took office. The nation's presiding over a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths, and we've broke a record every year of this presidency for illegal border crossings. Okay, people aren't mad at Biden because of Trump or Rudy. People are mad at Biden because he sucks at the job. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway... Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica. And I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword jimmy text now you'll get a bottle of nugenics thermo x the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast it is absolutely free your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword jimmy it's 231-231 and you enter the keyword jimmy texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages consent not required to purchase message and data rates may apply It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon talking about Biden's 2024 hopes or lack thereof. This is a president who's lost 40 points with Latino voters. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. One of the reasons why is they're prioritizing things in D.C. that nobody cares about outside of D.C. Like when you talk about the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't actually impact inflation. We devoted almost a whole week to this last week. The Associated Press flat out saying, hey, inflation fell a few points. Did the Biden Inflation Reduction Act have anything to do with it? The answer would be no. No. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act was a climate bill. The, inf- the Associated Press called out as much say, as a climate change bill. And they've bragged last week during the celebration, the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. They got out there and took a victory lap, dumped the Gatorade on themselves after losing the football game. That was embarrassing. But that's what they did. Okay, they took the biggest climate spending bill in history and passed it under the guise that they were reducing inflation for the rest of us. What a fraud. But you understand, okay, it didn't help, and it also won't help them with voters. People who go in and pull a voting lever, you know, they'd like to see crime get under control. They'd like to see prices come down. They'd like to fill up the gas without having to turn tricks behind the gas station to afford a gallon of gas. What the hell did you just say? Okay, the Biden administration hasn't prioritized the everyday lives of Americans. Like, do you know how lucky you turn like a social justice term you hear a lot on the left is called privilege. Do you know how privileged you are? To care what the weather's going to do in 50 years. Like, that's insane. Okay, and I say that in the face of major weather catastrophes on the West Coast right now. But we don't know that they're caused by climate change. The only data we have on climate change is that everybody warning you about it is then passing around a collection plate so they can get rich. Please give us money. That's all that goes on. I mean, look at this heartbreaking situation out in Hawaii. They're telling you that electrical wires and things like that are caused by climate change. They're telling you out in L.A., it's climate change. Okay, we don't have any data on that. The only thing we know is that the people yelling and screaming and giving you these gloom and doom prophecies are pocketing a ton of cash along the way. Money, 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 money.
It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. A historic day on the show as we are broadcasting for the first time in history on KTUC Freedom 1400, conservative talk for Tucson. Hey, girl. Uh, also being heard for the first time today on KYD-TFM in Pine Haven, Wyoming, and the legendary KBFS in Belfouche, South Dakota. Simulcast, of course, both stations as Dirt Road Radio. Love my Dirt Road Radio. Uh, I love all of you, by the way. I'm in a good mood. It's Monday. You know what I'm doing this week? I'm hosting Fox News Saturday night at 10 o'clock Eastern time on the Fox News channel this coming Saturday. Friday night, you'll see me in Vegas. I will be performing at the Green Valley Ranch. Saturday, I'll be taking some smelling salts, <laughs> pulling my life together, hopping on a plane, and getting back to New York so I can host the pants off of that show. So if you get a chance to tune in, I'd appreciate it. Your radio buddy can always use the ratings. And, of course, if you're on the East Coast, uh, my stand-up comedy special, which is taping for Fox Nation, tapes Friday night, October the 13th at the Paramount Theater in Huntington on Long Island. You're all welcome to get a ticket, come hang out with your radio buddy and some of my Fox friends. It's going to be a rowdy night, a very rowdy night. So if you're in the area, it's the Paramount in Huntington Friday night, October the 13th. But right now, today uh, is, of course, Monday, August the 21st. And I got a job to do on the radio, so let's get back to business, because there was a term that jumped out at us this morning, a term you used to hear a lot from the late, great Rush Limbaugh. And if you're listening to this show for the first time and you were a Rush fan, I, you know, I regret to inform you, I do not have talent on loan from God, as Rush used to say. I used to listen to him say that in my taxi when I was a New York City cab driver, and I used to kind of laugh about it. I do not have talent on loan from God. Uh, I do know. Uh, a fella named Jesus who st- sells stolen flat screen TVs in the Bronx. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. But that's the distinction between Russia and I. Okay. The similarity is that we both care a great deal about the country. And one of the things Rush liked to draw attention to on a show from time to time was called a random act of journalism. And every once in a while, what he was essentially saying is someone in the media would demonstrate some intellectual curiosity raise a fair point, ask a question they'd normally look the other way on because they thought it was damaging to the Democratic Party. Well, what's going on right now within the Biden presidency is he's so historically unpopular that people are starting to throw challenge flags at him from the left. It's not because they suddenly found Jesus late in the service and they care about integrity. This has nothing to do with that. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Long gone. Okay, these are activists masquerading as journalists, meaning traditionally, okay, when we granted speech rights as the First Amendment in the Constitution, the single most important right you have is your freedom of speech. When they made that amendment number one, it was so the media could hold the people in power accountable. But what's ultimately happened in this day and age is the media sees their role as one of determining who gets to become the people in power. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Now, as you know, the media fought like hell to make Joe Biden the president. Okay, made him your 46th president. Biden didn't campaign in 2020. The media campaigned. They ran against Trump while they stuck a remote control in Biden's hand, turned on Bonanza, let him fall asleep in a chair. That was essentially the 2020 campaign. Okay, there were more Elvis sightings in the summer of 2020 than there were Biden sightings. This time around, the media obviously hell-bent on helping the Democratic Party retain power is starting to come to grips with the fact that Joe Biden might not be their best chance of doing so. So you've got guys like Jake Tapper, 
who helped bury the Hunter Biden laptop story, now flat out acknowledging that they were lied to about Joe Biden when it comes to China. Now, why, again, is this noteworthy? Okay, we knew that Hunter Biden was doing business in China three years ago. We knew it two years ago. We knew it a year ago. So, again, why is Jake Tapper speaking up now? Because there is an appetite within the media to move on from Biden because they don't think he gives them their best chance to win again. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. This is not new information. But here is Jake Tapper throwing the challenge flag at Biden. Clip eight. Glenn Kessler from The Washington Post uh, had a fact check about Joe Biden uh, from earlier this month, um, noting that Hunter Biden admitted in court in July that he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Kessler wrote, Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. Once you not became of that president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. So that's Joe Biden saying it's not true. You are so full of sh. And you know it's bad because Jake Tapper, I mean, are you sitting down? Like, I, you know, you, the, the, you know the phrase like hell freezes over? I mean, if you're in hell right now, I hope you are dressed like an Eskimo because it is a cold day in hell when Jake Tapper says what I'm about to play for you. This is Jake Tapper saying the words, Donald Trump was right. Oh, wow. I've been doing this show full time almost four years. I've never heard this phrase before. Okay, if this doesn't qualify as a random act of journalism in the eyes of the late great Rush Limbaugh, I don't know what would. But here it is. Clip nine. Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China and Joe Biden was wrong. I don't know that he was lying about it. He might not have been told by Hunter, but this blind spot is a problem. It's a problem, one, because Republicans aren't going to let it go. That's for sure. But also these problems are continuing through the legal system. It's not as though this is something that's been settled in other jurisdictions and Republicans are just harping on it. It is an ongoing thing in our courts. It's not going anywhere. This is a blind spot. Does it concern you as a Democrat? Well, I think dads have sometimes and parents sometimes have blind spots about their kids for sure. Oh, shut up, fool. It's nothing to do with a blind spot. Okay, Hunter Biden. Do you understand? This is so basic. Okay, Hunter Biden doesn't have a declared business profession. Follow me here. Okay, Hunter Biden is not in the energy business. He's not in like the oil exploration business. I mean, for all intents and purposes, okay, he was in the cocaine and stripper business. Hubba hubba. Okay, but that being said, foreign entities began wiring him tens of millions of dollars. Now, would they be wiring him tens of millions of dollars if they didn't think they were getting something specific from him? The answer would be no. Of course not. The specific thing they were getting from him was the president of the United States. In this instance, the vice president, Joe Biden. Okay, they were buying access to the president. Hunter or the vice president at the time. Hunter was the bag man, meaning there's no reason no one is sitting on the board of a Ukrainian power company. Going, hey, you know, we this random guy, 
in L.A., just got thrown out of the Chateau Marmont. He was doing too many drugs, and he had hookers. It was a whole to-do. Couldn't pay the hotel bill. They threw him out. You know, that guy, he should be on the board of our company. I think he'd be good. Does he have any background in energy? No. Does he know anything about our business? No. But I think he'd be good to have on the board. Do you understand? There's no world where that conversation took place. The reason they hired Hunter Biden is because of who he could connect them to. He knows what he's talking about. So you understand when you hear things like, oh, Joe Biden was wrong about Joe Biden knew everything Hunter did. We know this. Why? Because we've now seen the emails. We've now heard the whistleblower testimony. We've seen the pictures. We've seen the notes from Biden to Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer. We've now have confirmed, confirmed and accepted as reality by the White House. That Joe Biden has called into 20 Hunter business meetings, but he never spoke business. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Listen, regardless of the subject matter, Biden being willing to show his face in a Hunter business meeting is a way of co-signing what he knows his son to be selling. Hey, if you pay me, I will pass along your interest to my father, the sitting vice president of the United States. And when the people at the other end of the table go, well, how do we know that? Just because he's your dad doesn't mean he knows what we're doing. And then Hunter calls the dad on speakerphone. And Joe says hello to everybody. They have a quick conversation. They get off the phone. But what is he proving in that moment? He's proving he has the access. He's proving they'll get the access. Okay, and that's exactly why this story isn't going away. If Hunter Biden just made a bazillion dollars overseas, he'd be no different than any other presidential offspring. Okay, lots of kids have done it. Jared Kushner's done it. Okay, but there's no evidence of Jared Kushner being paid while Donald Trump was in office and policy being influenced by the money being sent. You understand? What we have when it comes to the Biden family is we have a reality, according to the testimony from Hunter's own living, breathing business partners, that Joe Biden went out and fired a prosecutor At the request of Burisma, a man was looking into corruption within the power company that was paying Hunter Biden for influence. Joe Biden, by his own admission, went out and threatened to withhold a billion dollars in foreign aid from Ukraine. Okay, withhold foreign aid. This is exactly what they impeached Trump for. Well, Trump threatened to withhold foreign aid from Ukraine. You can't do that. Oh, really? Nobody told this guy. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Wow. He should be behind bars. By the standard the Democrats set for Donald Trump, okay, Biden would be behind bars. That's him physically bragging. Oh, no, I threatened to withhold a billion dollars of foreign aid from Ukraine. And now we come to find out what they were doing so because that prosecutor was hot on the trail of the corruption at Burisma. Hunter Biden's business partner testified as much. So you understand the reason this story isn't going away, the reason a guy like Jake Tapper is trying to say, well, it turns out Biden lied. Okay, they knew Biden lied. They knew Biden lied three years ago. They knew Biden lied two years ago. They knew Biden lied a year ago. What they're trying to do is they're trying to distance themselves because they can see this thing exploding. We got this big bombshell revelation on Thursday that Joe Biden was using a pseudonym when he sent certain emails to Hunter's business partners, emails that Hunter Biden himself 
happened to be CC'd on when the messages came in. Now, if you're like me, obviously the bombshell development here is that Joe Biden knows how to send an email. I'm as shocked as you are. But the fact remains, that was a thing. And you don't generally operate under an alias if you're doing legitimate upstanding business. No differently than the Bidens got money wired to them through 15 different shell companies before some of it ultimately wound up in the bank accounts of their family members and their grandkids. Have you ever heard of a legitimate business using 15 different shell companies to hide the path of the money? Of course not. Here's James Comer calling out the whole thing, clip 11. And I believe that one reason that Hunter was CC'd on those emails where Joe Biden was using a fake name is so Hunter could prove to the Ukrainian oligarch, look, help is on the way. Because we heard from Devin Archer say that uh, the, the owners of Burisma were squeezing Hunter Biden saying, we need help from Washington. Now, who do you think they were referring to when they were talking to Hunter Biden, who they said was dumber than their dogs, who was a drug addict, who had no experience, that we need help from Washington? Who do you think they were talking about? And here we see now evidence that shows Joe Biden didn't have a wall between the government and his son's shady business dealings. Are you the big man, Joe? We all know the answer is yes. That's why the Jake Tappers of the world are throwing the challenge flag. They want to look like they were doing legitimate journalism all along and they followed the path. And wouldn't you know, it turns out Biden's been corrupt the whole time. Come on, don't bullshit me. Okay, they know he's corrupt. They've just been covering, okay, and they'll continue to cover until they can't anymore. That's the problem they're up against. Andrea is out in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. She knows things. Andrea, hey, girl. Hey, boyfriend. How you doing? Sometimes? It's just, it's weird listening to your voice through the phone instead of from my tablet on my pillow at night. I know you're a late night. I know it's a different relationship <laughs> you and me have. This is awkward. It's like, you know, when you see a possum out during the day, it's a bad sign. I'm, I'm concerned when you turn up during the day, but what's, are you okay? Oh. Yes, I'm off today, and I'm getting ready to head to the pool. But I have this quote Mm -hmm. that I believe sums up everything that's Mm -hmm. going on in this country. Your your caller, screen caller, didn't know who Alexander Solzhenitsyn was. Ooh, I mean, it's a fancy term, though, but continue. (laughs) Do you know who he was? get, Get me up to speed. I feel like I'm lost on this one. Well... I'm aging myself, but he was a very famous Russian dissident during the times of the U.S. Yes, and I've seen the video. I've seen it goes back to like 76. Yeah, continue. He was tortured, tormented, all kinds of things. And I found a quote from him that I think sums everything up. Now, Mm -hmm. this may sound like a Kamala word salad, but stick with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We know that they are (laughs) we know that they are lying. Mm -hmm. They know that they are lying. Mm -hmm. They even know that we know that they are lying. We also know that they know we know that they are lying, too. They, of course, know we certainly know that they are lying, too, as well. But they are still lying. In our country, the lie has become not just moral category, but the pillar of industry. Wow. that's a great... Now, that quote was mm-hmm. made a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was referring to the old Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But I think it pretty much says everything that's going oh, on right now in this country. No question. There is, it's a massive exercise in performance art right now. 
Everybody in the media who knows that, you know, the Bidens were full of it in the run up to 2020, the new laptop was real, they knew his business entities were real. Okay, they've only been willing to concede, you know, these new developments as as they're forced to. Okay, we've now went from there was no laptop, there was no business, there were no business partners. It has cascaded all the way down to fine laptop business, business partners, Biden on the phone. But you didn't actually talk about business. And when it's proven that they took. Yeah, go ahead. And now we know because they're just don't care that we know. Yes, that's the point. And that's where we are in this quote. So. That's I'm where we are. Yes. I'm sorry you snuck up on us with that name, but I'm very familiar with the video. Uh, and this, I, yeah, I'm, I'm we were just thrown myself. off to hear your voice during the day. That's all it was, yes. Andrea. Well, I want uh, let me tell you before I leave and head out to the pool, because it's real nice out here. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary in person. Aww. And you must give Jenny my advice. Give it to me. What is it? No, that I gave you when I texted oh, you. I don't know that I can give her that advice. I'm kidding. That was good advice. You're early. You're early. You don't have to worry about it now. Oh, you're the best. Andrea, but, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose you in ten seconds of a commercial break, but I love you, baby. Have a great day off. There she goes. There we go back after this. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's a big week. If you're following the race for the White House, the first GOP Republican primary debate will take place on the Fox News channel this coming Wednesday. We're going to be discussing who's in the lineup, who may or may not be showing up with RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel in the next hour. Right now we're having a grown-up talk about Biden. Why? Because the media is starting, you know, I don't want to say they're covering him. Honestly, I don't want you to say they're doing their due diligence and chasing this Hunter story to the ends of the earth. But they are, for the first time that we can you know, recall, acknowledging the fact that this very, may very well be a compromised president. And the only reason they're doing that is they have a brief window. If you want to get a guy off the ticket, as they do, now's the time to speak up. So the Biden situation is interesting because James Comer is, you know, they're sending out more subpoenas this week to get more bank records. We, of course, have the special counsel, David Weiss, who was the same dirtbag that was going to let Hunter off the hook to begin with, with a plea deal that was going to absolve him of future crimes. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, it was a scam until the judge threw the challenge flag, and now we've got a whole new ball game. We'll discuss it next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is, and we are back in action for another big hour of top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, an audio safe space for cool people where everybody is welcome. The show has one rule. You can be a Republican like me. You can be a Democrat. I won't hold it against you. We know plenty of Democrats. They're crazy. But a lot of them are good people. The point we ask on this show every day, agree, disagree, doesn't matter. Just behave. Don't be a That is it. If you can, if you can give us that, you'll fit in just fine on the show. 888-788-9910 if you want to chime in. We're going to be joined in this hour by Rona McDaniel, who is, of course, the RNC chairwoman whose party has a Pretty big TV event coming up this Wednesday on the Fox News Channel. We're talking about the first GOP primary debate. As I come to you live on the air right now, the word on the street is the front runner in the Republican Party, Donald Trump, 
is not going to attend the debate. That can't be good. Now, McDaniel was on this morning with Maria Bartiromo and said she's still holding out hope that Trump may, in fact, make his way to the debate stage. My question to you the rest of the way today is do you think Trump should debate? I'm going to take it up with Rona McDaniel, but we will try to get to some of your calls as well. 888-788-9910. We had this discussion a few weeks back. And when it comes to the polling, Trump really doesn't have to debate. Like, to be clear, he's got 62% support amongst GOP primary voters, which is beating by about 46 points He's beating Ron DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Okay, he's crushing DeSantis. Okay, Vivek Ramaswamy is in third now. Here's a guy whose name you probably didn't know a month ago. Tim Scott's out there. Okay, Mike Pence is out there. I don't know that Mike Pence has any serious traction within the party. But if you look at the money being spent, there's a lot of money going Tim Scott's way. And I think one of the reasons why is the big money donors, the same ones who are talking about drafting Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, are starting to see blood in the water as it pertains to Ron DeSantis. Now, it's early. We've got a long way to go. But the fact remains Trump sitting on a massive lead. Okay, it's the widest in a Republican caucus poll since George W. Bush's lead in the year 2000. So it's massive. Okay, here's Trump on Truth Social yesterday. New CBS poll just out has me leading the field by legendary numbers. Trump at 62 percent, 46 points above DeSanctimonious, who is crashing like an ailing bird. (laughs) Uh, Ramaswamy, 7 percent, Pence, 5 percent, Scott, 3 percent, Haley, 2 percent. He calls Sloppy Chris Christie 2%, Ada Hutchinson 1%. Uh, And this is the Trump Truth Social Post. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Now, he pluralized that as to mean all the debates. That's Donald Trump speaking on Truth Social. Now, I have to tell you this. That's a dumb move by Trump. That's a dumb move by Trump. You want to know why? It's not because the first debate's on Fox. Okay, there's going to be lots of debates. Okay, the reason it's a dumb position by Trump is he can't win the general election without pulling some major support from independent voters and some liberal voters. Okay, you cannot win their support, okay, by not speaking to them in the debates. So you're going to have a bunch of Republicans go out there and make the case that they, you know, hold a lot of the same views as Trump, but they can give you those views. They can enact that agenda without all the baggage of Trump. You don't have four criminal indictments. You don't have the constant fighting and the sensationalism. Those candidates are going to make inroads with independent voters, and they're going to make inroads with a percentage of the liberal electorate. Okay, Donald Trump just holding out on Truth Social and trashing the debate candidates is not going to win over the 64 percent of the country who swears that they wouldn't vote for the guy at gunpoint. Okay, that's the reality in the general election. You could love Trump. I'm not mad at you for that. I think Trump's consequentially head and shoulders a better president than Joe Biden. Biden sucks. But the only way Trump can get that job back is if he wins the support of people who currently have no interest in voting for him. And you're not going to do that by staying home. Now, listen, you're allowed to disagree with me. You're allowed to agree with me. We'll go to the phones. Gary's in Clearwater Beach, Florida. He's got a plan. Gary. 
How are you, Jimmy? I'm still recovering from my trip to Clearwater, and that was what, like May? <laughs> that was a well, while I'm ago. I'm waiting for you to waiting for you to come down again because I wasn't able to attend. I was dying to attend, and I couldn't. Oh, hell. So well, when are you coming down? Uh, I Gutfeld is actually scheduled to come back first. He's going to be down there, I believe, in September. So uh, you'll see you'll see our little comedy dwarf, and if you go easy on him, I'm sure they'll let me come back down in the spring, and we can hang out. Just don't be <laughs> don't stuff Greg Gutfeld in a locker, and we'll be fine. Ah, uh, come on! You just m- missed my trick there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, next time. Uh, in the meantime, should Trump show up to the debate? What do you think? Oh, absolutely, because he's in a precarious situation, whether he realizes or not. You know, everybody is, you know, running to his defense because they feel like, you know, this is all, you know, made up. And and most of it is. But you have to remember, he he did a couple things there that, uh, you know, that that might cost him along the line. And we need to we need to be prepared in case and. You know, by by him not being there, he is going to give Ron DeSantis or or yep, the Swami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's going to give them a chance to uh, to let people know that there is an alternative. And yep. and uh, again, the just in case, just in case this is more serious for Trump. You know, there's going to have to be a backup plan, and and these guys are all fighting for the backup plan right now. Now it's a good listen. It's a good point, and I think that's why I'd want him to be there. Is they're looking at it like it's sports, and their number one concern is to win the primary nomination. But the primary nomination is useless if you get blown out in the general election. So they actually need to start making inroads with the people who currently don't like him. That's why he should be there as well. So it'll be interesting. I don't I don't know that he's listening to the show. I, I know a lot of people are. But uh, if I hear back on your take, I'll, I'll let you know what the president says. OK, Gary? That sounds like a plan. Good stuff, brother. I'll see you down in Florida. It'll probably for real. Just so you know, we're probably going to be there. Um, I have a book coming out in March. This is all top secret nonsense, but probably April or May. So you got time to pull your life together and then we can bottom out when the spring comes. Okay. Be well. Uh, (laughs) Lloyd is in Forest Hills, New York, and he has a take. Yo, Lloyd. Yeah. What's up? How are you? My man. I'm, you know, I'm trying over here. Yep. Oh, come on, Lloyd. You're You're buttering me up. Uh, let me ask you a You're question. Star. Every time I turn on Fox, there you are, smiling away. Well, Lloyd, here's the thing. I'm not actually a rising star. I'm just good at sneaking onto the set. They don't book me as much as you think. It's just once I'm on TV, what are they going to do, yank me out of the shot? <laughs> once a month. You're on like every week. No, I, I, I know. I, 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 I know. I, I, I put a check mark every time you're on a show. Oh, that's you, awesome, you're, Lloyd. You're, you should replace the little dwarf, really. <laughs> Listen to you. Well, I'm hosting his show the 28th, August 28th, a week oh, from Tuesday. You I'll better. You'll double that. my ratings. And listen, if you're in, t- if you're in town oh, October, if you're in New York, October 13th, you better go to my stand-up special. It's out on Long Island. Go out, get some fresh it, air it, in Huntington. Where, where, where is it? It's October 13th at the Paramount in Huntington, Long oh, okay. Island. That's a win. Oh. You'll see a lot of Fox people, a lot of Fox gals that come on the show. You'll like it. It's a good hang. All right. Something to think oh, about. I like you in the fake outfit, by the way. Oh, Lloyd, I got to put you on with wardrobe because they disagree. What do you think? Why do they disagree? You stand nah, up they... like a soft I thought it popped too. What do you think of the debate, though? Should Trump show up? No, not at all. Ooh. He's way ahead. I mean, even if he did nothing, mm-hmm. sat in the basement like like Biden did, uh, uh-huh. absolutely not. They're so... just going to throw arrows at him. That fat slob. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> Chris Pat Slob there, uh, whose oh, name no. is Casey for the 30 seconds. I'm so excited about being on the air with you. Oh, man. Uh, oh, 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 man. Anyways, him and, and uh, I think Haley will be the VP choice, though. Ooh. That's what I think. Listen, I think there's a I, – I, listen, if Trump wins the nomination, all bets are off because I know he has his own list that doesn't consist of people that are currently in the race, which is interesting. But uh, he's got to win it first. And the thing is, you're looking at it like sports. He's got a big lead, so why should he risk it? But are you not right. are you not concerned a little bit about the general election where you got to get some liberals, you got to get some independents to come your way? Should he be uh, out I there think, trying I to think reach there him? There are some closet liberals that that, that want change. Okay. So and if he's the nominee, they're going to vote. I don't think they're going to vote for anybody. They want change. They they don't want us to go down this the the real the, the middle the middle to the mm-hmm. the middle guys. Okay. The middle left guys don't want us to go down where where we're headed to to Venezuela to Russia to where to to communism to where we. Funny story, real quick. My mother was an escapee from from Nazi Germany. Wow. She came here in the, in the nineteen fifties or nineteen forties. Anyways, wow. not to age myself. By the way, today's my birthday. Oh, happy Anyways, birthday! Not to age my not to age myself. Anyway, she told me when I was in high school. She said, "The Germany used to walk around." And he says, "Oh, nothing can happen to me. I'm German." Now you fast forward that to today, mm-hmm. to this to this instance, to everybody runs on. Oh, nothing can happen to me. I'm an American. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no, it's a listen. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. Thankfully, it's not on that level. But uh, you got a birthday to go celebrate, Lloyd. Live it up. I'm glad I could be a part of the celebration. It's absolutely not... you were part of the celebration. I'm, I'm sorry they couldn't book you a stripper. You got me instead. But it's all right. It's the, <laughs> the, the point yeah, is, you had a few that. laughs. Uh, Lloyd, thanks for the call, brother. Happy birthday. My pleasure. Thank My you. man. There he goes. The great Lloyd in Forest Hills, New York. Very local. Uh, 888-788-9910. We're going to get to more of your calls in a minute. The question was, do you want Trump to debate? Now, the issue we have here is if you're looking at it like, hey, we just got to win the nomination, so why run the risk? Then, yes, he should probably stay home just because, you know, to be honest with you, there's not a hell of a whole lot to gain. When you've got a 46-point lead, you're winning the nomination. So I get the motivation of playing it safe, but I think there's this other reality here, which is that there are other people to reach, and you might do a better job of reaching them on a massive platform such as the debate stage. Tom is in Houston, Texas. He knows things. Yo, Tom. Hey, Jimmy, you're such an inspiration to us all. I think I'm going to go out and start a paper route right now. <laughs> Listen, the way today's show's going, I might be riding the route just next like, to you. Just like Pee Wee. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, go. listen, about the debate, uh-huh. what Donald Trump needs to do is do what he's doing now. You know, just say he's not going to show up, then have the debate going about about 60, 70 minutes into it, and then from the loudspeaker start blurring YMCA by the village people and have Brett and Martha says, oh, my goodness, that's Donald Trump's entry music, and have him come out like, like Vince McMahon to start out there like Conor McGregor. That's, so I would watch that debate, Jimmy. So, so do you want Trump to, like, hit somebody with a steel chair? Yeah, WWE. Like, you know, come out like WWE and style in the middle of it with his entry music. Yeah. <laughs> do I you mean, smell what the Trump him? is cooking? It's, no, it's great. It's great. I don't know that the debate committee works that way, but I love where your head's at. You're saying theater. You want spectacle. And you want yes, to know sir. something? That might help him with independence. People might like the showman aspect of Trump more than anything. So you're, oh. you're not all the way wrong there. Hey, listen, uh, General Landry, George Descanso, when you Yankee bastard coming to Houston? Uh, we're working on it. So I, um, 
we owe ourselves. Forget Damon's Barbecue. We are our, we owe ourselves Damon's Barbecue. Like a year ago, we owed Damon's a visit. Now we owe ourselves oh. some Damon's. So it's going to happen. Like that's where it's actually in the works. I'm planning a Texas trip right now. So buckle up, Buttercup, because we'll be in touch. Yeah, because I know you're not. Because I actually got, got to listen to you. You were on a local Michael Berry show. That's how I found out about. Oh, you. is that true? Yeah, because I don't think you're on the air down here. In that specific you know, market, no, but I got to tell Barry. Brain X owns everything, you know. I, yeah, but I got to tell Barry he gets a finder's fee. All right, this is awesome. Well, Tom, okay. the word on the street is we'll be there in December. We're going to be in Texas in December. We're still working on the details. But get your game face on, and thank you for the analysis, my man. I okay, love the wrestling well, stuff. I'm sure the Buckies will be there for you. <laughs> Good stuff. There he goes, the great Tom. Who wants? He wants the hoaxer to go. Sh- he wants Trump to go straight Hulk Hogan. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Good theater. I don't know how the debate commission works. We're going to ask Ronald McDaniel when we come back if Trump can run into the ring in a speedo and start clotheslining people. I love it. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Ron McDaniel in the next break. Right now, we're talking to you at 888-788-9910. Dennis in Salisbury, Vermont. Yo, Dennis. So, Jimmy, uh, whether Trump was there or not, the the majority of the questions or the majority of the answers are going to circle back to Trump and or January 6th. Mm-hmm. This country's facing a lot of serious problems, and Trump is not one of them. And neither is January 6th, yep. not in the top 100. So, you know, Trump should show up for the debates when there are three or four candidates and the others who are auditioning for Sunday morning panel shows where <laughs> they make a vapid comment after hearing the vapid comment of the person before them and everybody nods in agreement. They have to leave before Trump's before Trump subjects himself to that. Remember when Chris Christie in 2016 mm-hmm. pointed to the media and said, look what's happening here? Because yep. they were all piling on Trump? Yep. Crazy, You think man. he's going to do that this year? Listen, man, uh, Trump can handle himself. That's the problem. Like, if Trump got on stage with 12 people, which is how he won the nomination in 2016, he would handle himself just fine. But if you're just saying he should pace himself and wait till the field shrinks a little bit, that makes sense. I mean, I, listen, I get it. You know, the guy's got such a big lead that if you're looking at it like, hey, the first goal is to win the nomination, then, yeah, you really don't need him out there. But if the goal is to reach the other side of the aisle, then I'd probably want him out there. But, it, you know, I get it. You can go either way. We're going to ask Ronna McDaniel. She's in charge of the party. She's joining us next. Dennis, great wisdom as always. We'll do it again. John is in San Diego, California. Yo, John. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? Good, man. Is everything under control out by you, I hope? Uh, best so you can hear. Okay, I good. I mean, uh, Hillary, what a name for a hurricane. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Listen. So we got basically two inches of rain here in San Diego, maybe 25 an hour, miles an hour wind. Mm-hmm. The plants in the garden got a little ruffled. Well, listen. Like, if, your, like your hair with some gel on it. Whoa! <laughs> Taking shots. Well, listen, if, if, if Hillary comes your way, just hide under a glass ceiling. We know she can't break that. Uh, we're packing. We're ready until he comes our way. Oh, behave. Uh, so what do you think? Should Trump show up to this debate or what? Well, you know he's the man. I agree with everything you're saying. You're the man and awesome. and so so proud of you for all your success oh, and your you. hard work paying off. I'm trying. Um, but, uh, 
you know, Trump is a, he's Trump and he's the man, he's the best debater. But at the same time, do you really want him on the stage with Big and Beefy, <laughs> a.k.a. Chris Christie, just trying to shred him vindictively, as well as Pence just being mean uh-huh. and just turning Coda. I mean, do you want to sit there and you think he could sit there and just be quiet for an hour of that? He's not going to be quiet. I mean, he'd be able to counterpunch. I mean, this is the one thing, man, is, I mean, the Democrats aren't going to be any nicer. So maybe Christie's like a good sparring partner for when he gets to the general if he wins the nomination. Because it's not like the Democrats are going to be doing anything other than calling him a racist and saying he's a criminal. So I'm torn. Sure. I get the sure. I get the stra- strategy of not wanting him to show up because, like you said, they're just going to take shots at him. But they're just going to take shots at him anyway. So I'd rather him there to defend himself because he's a better defender of himself than anybody else that's going to be there. True. But at the same time, like your last caller said something about, well, wait till he gets like three or four down Fair. to come in. I mm-hmm. mean, that makes more sense. That way, it's kind of like talk calling the Jimmy show. I love talking to you. And Mike is oh. awesome as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not like if I was calling up, Trump would take my call. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Yeah. I got to be like the finalist in this contest to get to him. So for these other wannabes <laughs> mm-hmm. to get access to him, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. So and you're saying point I to say, <laughs> Trump needs a debate screener. I love this. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. The other point is, as far as the comment earlier about the uh, independence, the thing about the independence is a lot of independents are, in my opinion, are up in the, in the air and they're looking for a place to go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, so let's say that. Uh, listen, our advertisers have- are looking for a place to go. We'll do it again soon. <laughs> It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. It's a big week on the Fox News Channel. Huge TV event taking place this week on Fox News. Probably the TV event of the summer taking place this week on Fox News. This, of course, is me hosting Fox News Saturday night, this Saturday at 10 p.m. I think that's at the top of everybody's mind as we start the week. But I'm also hearing rumblings about some type of GOP primary debate on Wednesday. I'm not familiar with it. But joining us now is someone who is. She is the RNC chairwoman and a great friend of the show. Ronna McDaniel, back in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Just get me up to speed. So you're telling me Fox has a GOP primary debate on Wednesday? Is that true? I know. Go figure. Nobody's heard about this. You know, and Fox <laughs> certainly isn't advertising it at all. This uh, is so weird. I feel like I would have known. I feel like I would have known. I don't know. There's this... just, there's like a little shindig in Milwaukee, no. and uh, 7,000 people are descending right now into the city. I don't know. Next thing you're going to tell me there's a Taylor Swift tour going on. I don't know who to believe. <laughs> I don't know who to believe. I think, I think T- Taylor Swift's concert is getting a little more interest, but uh, – We'll get a lot of views, though, nationally, well, millions of viewers. Well, yeah. well, this is interesting because Taylor Swift is showing up to her concert. Would you be concerned if she wasn't showing up to the concert? Like one might argue the Taylor Swift <laughs> of the Republican Party is not going to be there singing the hits on Wednesday. Are you still holding out hope that the Trump man shows up? I will always advocate for Taylor Swift to show up to her own concert, as I would always advocate for every single Republican candidate who's qualified, including President Trump. Mm-hmm. to show up to the debate stage. He knows how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I just think this isn't just the beginning of the primary. This is yeah. our conversation to start the general election. And we don't get a lot of free TV time 
mm-hmm. with the legacy media. So that conversation starts now. It's a great point. Uh, you know, we opened the calls. We opened up, you know, we, we kind of pulled some listeners in the previous hour, which is just a fancy way of me saying I'm hungover on a Monday and I need some co-hosts. <laughs> but, you know, listen, I don't want to get you too far inside baseball here. You know, a lot of people see the president with a huge lead. And if you're looking at this like sports, then he wouldn't need to be there because there's not a hell of a whole lot to gain. But the point you just made about reaching out to the other voters, the independents and the Democrats, in that regard, is he wasting an opportunity to tell his story to them? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Lions fan. I'm from Detroit. So Mm -hmm. I'm never one who says sit on a lead. I'm always saying play to the very end to win. Mm -hmm. But on this front, look, 42% of the country is independent. Mm -hmm. If you look at the 2022 midterms, Independence determined every single election in this country, and we had the most ticket splitting we've ever seen in a very divided nation. I think we can all agree we're kind of split down the middle. So who's going to make that deciding vote independent voters? So Mm -hmm. this opportunity to get in front of them, I think, is really important for our party to contrast school choice, bringing down inflation, energy independence closing the border, making sure that we don't have this tide of fentanyl coming into our country. When we talk about common sense things, making sure that our our cities and our communities and our businesses are safe and our families are safe, these are things we stand for as a party, contrasted against the crazy lunacy of the Democrat Party right now. And this is a conversation that's important for us to have. Agreed. Rona McDaniel's on the line, RNC chairwoman, if you're just joining us. I liked your Lions analogy about not sitting on the lead. But my question is, as a Lions fan, when have you had a lead? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, we have. Last year we had a couple. Okay. They get squandered in the fourth quarter. We're going to have a good season this year. Go Uh, Lions. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, Let me ask you this question because these are one of the the constant refrains on this show that comes up is every issue you just cited in terms of the horrific mismanagement of the country under Joe Biden. uh, Is there concern if, you know, you're the party chairwoman that Trump – overshadows that and the conversation becomes more about the sensationalism of Trump as opposed to the substantive failures of Joe Biden. Well, I said this today earlier, but, you know, average Americans and I I live in Michigan, they're not talking about indictments. They're talking about inflation. Mm -hmm. They're talking about deficits that their kids are still feeling post pandemic. They're Mm -hmm. talking about crime surging in their streets. Uh, They're talking about uh, the fact that we're paying a dollar 50 more for gas. Than when Biden took office. I mean, it's I say it's a death by a thousand financial cuts under the Biden administration, mm-hmm. whether it's your insurance or your gas or eggs or whatever you have to pay for energy. Every family right now is paying or average family is paying 10,000 more under mm-hmm. Joe Biden. It's just it's really hurting uh, middle class America. And I don't think I don't I think this is going to be the main issue heading into 2024. And the Democrats want it to be about the shiny object. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be about issues. Yeah, I think they're trying like heck because you wouldn't want to have the conversation if you were them. I mean, that's the problem, though, is they they're pretty good at getting us to talk about what they want to talk about. I mean, is that essentially where these indictments are coming from? Because none of these trials are actually going to happen before the election in, you know, the minds of most observers. So do you believe that these indictments are there to force a conversation? Well, I think most voters and I and I agree that there is a two tiered system of justice, but mm-hmm. there also is a two tiered system of media. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything that a Republican does, you're immediately guilty and we're going to cover it wall to wall. Yet Joe Biden and his family created, what, 22 LLCs that paid close to 20 million to 12 different family members while he was the vice president from countries like Ukraine Mm -hmm. 
and China. But we have there's nothing to fear here, folks. The <laughs> Hunter Biden laptop, that's not real. It's Russia disinformation. Oh, wait, they forged a, a, a letter from 51 intelligence officials saying it was Russia yeah. disinformation before the election. Oh, that's no big deal. I mean, if Republicans did the same things that Democrats did, it would yeah. be a totally different media. And I think people are kind of disgusted by the way the media covers for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that I know the American public smarter than that. Well, I would agree with you there. If you're just joining us, RNC chairwoman Rona McDaniels on the line. One of the reasons Trump's poll numbers have only gone up in the wake of indictments is because I think people have really lost faith in what's happening at the DOJ. And I think it's sad. You know, I'm I'm not happy Trump is being indicted, but I'm simultaneously sad that the word of our Justice Department doesn't matter to Americans anymore. But that's their own doing. I mean, that's the reality of what we've seen. You know, whether you're talking about Joe Biden or Hunter or the silly plea deal. Um, do you get the sense, though, as someone who operates in elite political circles, that you're, you know, others in the Democratic Party at the top of their party, would they get rid of Biden if they could? Oh, I think there's an appetite within their party to get rid of Biden, but it's hard to get mm. rid of an incumbent president. Yeah. And what it's very clear is that he doesn't want to go. Yeah. He's, he, he likes well. vacationing. <laughs> he likes going and eating ice cream in Delaware with Secret Service around him. And he likes it. the protection of his son. Yeah. And he's not going to walk away from that. So I think the primary calendar shows that. And what I think people miss is, there is a point where ballot access is hard. As we get into the fall, mm-hmm. it's very hard for him to step aside and other Democrats to get on the ballots in these key states wow. to actually run an effective primary. Wow. So at some point we're in that speak now or forever hold your peace window for the Democrats. I, I think so, unless something dramatic happens before their convention and oh. he steps aside. But well, yeah. there's always that possibility. But then you're hurting your party. I, I think he's yeah. running. I think Kamala's running. I think he's a terrible president. I think it's going to be Hyde and Biden all over again, Mm -hmm. just like he's hid for the past close to three years. Mm -hmm. And the American people deserve better, but they need to vote better and and vote Republican. Well, we'll give you that, you know, but I do think when you talk about better, you know, the Biden slogan of build back better. I didn't realize this whole time he meant sandcastles. The guy spends a lot of right. time on the beach. It's apparently He's really good at that. <laughs> I'm, honestly, though, like everyone should have the work life balance of president of the United States up until now. I've never seen a guy with a job that is less stressful on the guy. He's always he's on a beach. He's riding a bicycle. Do you have the free time the president does? No. And, you know, he's always taking a little break today to go see Maui, you mm-hmm. know, only after a week and after close to a thousand people are still missing. Yeah. Let's not forget that. I mean, think about Hurricane Katrina, which was awful, but mm-hmm. the press was livid with George Bush for not being there and not enough being done. We have thousands of people still missing in this wildfire in Maui. The president's leaving his million dollar mansion in Nevada, uh, you know, owned by a Democrat donor named Tom Steyer to take a minute to go to Maui yeah. after saying no comment. I mean, could yeah. you imagine if this were a Republican president? It's just, it's awful. He's a, he's a disaster. And Bidenomics only works for one family. Only one family's gotten wealthy with Bidenomics, Joe <laughs> Biden's family. Well, All in, the rest of us are suffering. Yeah, we're taking a beating. But to be fair, there's some Ukrainians have done okay. Okay, there's some Chinese families, some <laughs> oligarchs in Moscow that have just done fine. I don't want you to sell the man short here, okay? 
The problem. The some pro- of Hunter Biden's. Some of Hunter Biden's business partners have done just fine. Thank you. Economics. Thank yeah, you. Let's. You're g- right. Let's give some credit here, Rona. <laughs> well, listen. I need. I know you need to go poke Trump with a stick to see if he can show up on Wednesday. Uh, tell Taylor Swift we needed to get out there and sing the hits. Okay. I know. I'll tell her she should be doing some more tours, right? <laughs> you know, come on, Taylor. Come to D.C. Come oh, to Washington, D.C. Too funny. I appreciate the time. Right. Good luck this week, Rona. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. There she goes. Rona McDaniel says Trump needs to show up to that debate in an ideal scenario for the reasons I gave. This is the beginning of the general election. You look at it like the primary, but this is the first event of the season. It's opening day. I think he's got a point. Okay, you got to get out there and start making the case. That would be my argument. Okay, uh, again, Trump has his own strategy, and, you know, we have all, from the second he came down that escalator, been at odds with President Trump strategically from time to time, uh, only to watch him, you know, at least in 2016 anyway, prove a lot of people wrong. Okay, 2020 was a mess, but for 2024 to go his way, a lot needs to happen. Okay, as it pertains to the legal system— One vote of confidence he got from all places over the weekend came from CNN. CNN is the worst. But you wouldn't expect this. But here's Ellie Honig Honig, on CNN talking about Trump's lawyers making a good claim that these trials won't happen by January 2024. This is clip 14. I think that's a vast overreach by Donald Trump's team. But on the other side of the coin... Asking for trial to start in January of 2024, as DOJ has done, is also not just unrealistic, but really gets close to infringing on Donald Trump's right to prepare for a trial. He's the one who has a constitutional interest here. He's the one whose liberty at stake. And I think his lawyers in their submission make a powerful argument that we cannot even physically get through the 11 million documents that we are in the process of being given by DOJ between now and January. And they don't have to just sort of read through those documents. They have to analyze them. They have to prepare their own defense. They have to file motions. So I think both of these dates are really out of bounds. And I think it's going to be up to the judge to find a middle ground. Of course, the big question is, will that middle ground be before or after the 2024 election? So you think about that. The idea that they would try to tie up a major party nominee is not something that needs a conviction. It's not something that needs a trial. In fact, them indicting him four times with the level of convoluted, you know, legalese that's being played out right now. Is this admissible, you know, and all that stuff and everything in between, trial dates and do we need to move the jurisdiction in order to get a fair trial? The fact that all of that's going on is very evocative of the Mueller probe in that the process is the punishment. They don't need to try and convict this man. They just need the potential trials to be hanging over his head for the entirety of the 2024 election. That's where the Democrats are hoping like hell the Republicans don't bail on Trump, because if they bail on Trump, the conversation becomes about the border or the economy or crime or schools or foreign policy, in which case if Joe Biden's going to have those debates, it's oh, I'm in trouble. He's in big trouble. But if we can get two years out of the legal system, as Rona McDaniel was saying, look at the shiny object instead. That's how the Democrats get away with things. So it's going to be really wild to see how this plays out. But I can tell you this. As much as the Democrats are sick of Biden, there are Republicans speaking out against Trump. Here is the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, talking about it. Clip 12. 
One thing is certain about these indictments, in my, in my mind, in my opinion, this trial, despite what dates anybody's asking for or anything else, it is not going to happen before the election. And the Democrats want us to be focused on things like this. So we're not focused on Joe Biden's record. He's telling you the truth. Okay, the Democrats are trying to make this a Trump election because there's no case to be made for a Biden re-election. None. What do, what do you say? Hey, they spent all that money on the climate. And you're like, so? <laughs> I didn't ask for that. If the climate was popular, they wouldn't have had to pass the bill under a fake name. Okay. But here's a little more Brian Kemp talking about 2020, clip 13. You can believe whatever you want about the 2020 election. That is your right. I understand that. I have no problem with that. But the thing is, that was three years ago. And if you're still mad about that, quit complaining about that. Sign up to be a poll worker, be a poll watcher, get involved in the process. He's not wrong. Okay, the best way to enact change as it pertains to 2020, it's not like we're going to have a debate about election integrity. They'll accuse you of trying to spark an insurrection. It's like, no, people are going to die. Can't talk about the election. But you can go be a poll worker. You can go volunteer. You can go get involved in the process. Okay, yelling and screaming about double standards won't change anything. And I've told you this before. It's unfortunate. But everything Trump is getting accused of and indicted for was done by Democrats in 2016. Here's one I cut for you over the weekend. This is the Washington Post talking about a Democratic plan in 2016 to get faithless electors to flip the Electoral College and defy the will of the people. This is clip 17. How significant is this going to be, especially when you consider there's a possibility we will be seeing some faithless electors voting as well? Yeah, yeah. The Electoral College is normally a process every four years that doesn't grab headlines like this because <laughs> they tend to reflexively vote for the way we as a nation voted for president. But um, of course, there is kind of a grassroots um, grassroots urging among Democrats who don't want Donald Trump to be president to convince some of these electors to vote not for Donald Trump, basically. They need about 47 um, to basically... Rob Donald Trump of the presidency. Whoa, they want to rob Donald Trump of the presidency? So uh, I guess we have some issues. <laughs> no issues, because it's only an issue when a Republican does it. Now, obviously, there's a difference between Trump being a sitting president of the United States and someone being a pundit or a Washington Post political reporter. But the fact remains, nobody cares about defying the will of the people or protecting the democracy. OK, in the Democratic Party, if they cared about questioning the integrity of our elections, they would have locked up Hillary Clinton, Adam Schiff, James Clapper, John Brennan and everybody else who said it was stolen in 2016. Democrats are so full of crap. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. Maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Nick is down in eastern Kentucky. He's got some debate advice for Trump. Yo, Nick. Hey, brother. My man. Are you sending the runner or are you telling him to stay home? Stay home, man. Stay home. If he goes on stage, it's all going to be about Trump. Trump this, Trump that, what Trump did, what Trump didn't do. Mm -hmm. I want to hear their ideas. Let them talk about themselves, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. 
That'd Let's be... find out about them, the candidates, not yep. about Trump. We know about Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump was in office for four years, okay? We don't need to know that it's this about Trump or what he didn't get done. He didn't finish the wall, mm-hmm. but he tried. Yeah. You know? Yep. He uh, uh, he was strong on energy independence, like, like uh, Ms. McDaniel was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we know his stance. We know his policies. Yep. I want to hear what the Vic Rama, uh, Swami, yep. Rama Swami, gonna... did I say that right? Uh-huh. And you I get, want to hear what they have to say. And be honest. You just want Chris Christie's workout routine. <laughs> Good call, Nick. We'll do it again soon, brother. Tommy Laren joining us next on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Big hour coming up on this show. It's Tommy Laren, superstar outkick host fan favorite going to be talking about the 2024 debate and the fact that Kamala Harris has just launched an image rehab mission for the second time in her tenure as vice president. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. You know, we love Judge Jeanine. We just wish she wouldn't hold back so much. But uh, it's a big hour, and if you're listening for the first time today, and I know some of you are because we're making broadcast history out in Tucson, Arizona. We are, of course, broadcasting. uh, It is our maiden voyage on KTUC Freedom 1400, which is, of course, conservative talk for Tucson. And as you know, no bigger advocate for freedom than this show. Freedom! The whole point of the program. That's why we tell you you don't have to agree with us to listen. I'm not one of those shows who's like, ah, if you don't do it my way, we'll hang up. You're never welcome back. Uh, I'm doing... A good old-fashioned American talk show. You could agree, you could disagree. I'm a conservative, unapologetically so. But when you talk to us on this show, uh, and you might also be talking for the first time on KYD-TFM in Pine Haven, Wyoming, or, of course, KBFS, uh, KBFS, I will say it in English, KBFS. Do you speak in English? Out in uh, Belfouche, South Dakota, uh, Dirt Road Radio. If you're listening for the first time on the program, uh, you will know that we do the kind of show where... We're just giving you, like, our honest assessment of what we think is going on in the world, okay? Politico today, this is what's going on in the world. It's Monday, August the 21st. And Politico has a piece out today about Kamala's attempts to reshape her image ahead of the 2024 election. And it's significant. It is significant for a multitude of reasons, none more so than the fact that if Joe Biden is to become the Democratic nominee yet again— as former Attorney General Bill Barr was saying on our show Friday, sadly, there is a one in four chance that he will not serve out the duration of his term. That's just based on actuary tables and life probabilities. OK, we've never had a president above the age of 76 in office. Joe Biden would be going on 86 as you were getting towards the back end of his term. That can't be good. And we always only say it can't be good because it's not good now. This is not an ageist comment. There are people a dozen years older than Biden that are a thousand times sharper. If you saw my moon landing documentary on Fox Nation, moon landing fact or fiction, I interviewed William Shatner. He's 93. Okay, he's 93, a decade older than Biden and probably 10 decades wiser than Joe Biden, if we're being completely honest. Tell him like it is. So it has nothing to do with your age. It has everything to do with your condition. And Biden's condition is that of an old doddering fool who has a real difficult time telling the truth. 
Okay, and that's not anything to do with his age. Here is a report on Joe Biden in 1988 when he was forced out of the presidential election for lying about his education accomplishments. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. <laughs> Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. Do you understand? This is, you know, people group Biden's deal with his age. It has nothing to do with his age. Joe Biden has been an idiot his whole life at any age. A three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. <laughs> J-O-B-S is a four-letter word. (laughs) There he is telling you it's a three-letter word, ladies and gentlemen. I mean... That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. But in any event, okay, the fact that Biden's age is advanced by the standards of the presidency and that we do have Kamala Harris sitting in the on-deck circle as the potential next president... Okay, it's one of those moments where you see (laughs) the significance of what has been done unburdened by what has been. It's the pursuit of doing things better than we have done and seeing what is possible unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. This is a fight that is born out of seeing and knowing what can be and believing in that, unburdened by what has been. Knowing and believing and having faith in what can be, unburdened by what has been. Knowing what can be, unburdened by what has been. To see what can be, Unburdened by what has been. (laughs) You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. (laughs) That is Kamala. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. That's a montage of her using the device a hundred times. Some people contend that she's brilliant. Then you're crazy. You'd have to be crazy. Okay, she's nuts. And understand, she's so uncomfortable in her own skin that we're forcing a woman into a second attempt. Do you remember when all of her staffers quit the first time around? Nobody wanted to work for her. She had a record level of turnover. This was after she went down to the southern border and claimed that the root causes of illegal immigration was climate change. Climate change is why they're coming to this country illegally. You were lying your ass off. Nobody cares about the client, the, the climate in our northern triangle. Okay, people are coming to the border. Are you ready for it? Because they're getting in. That's true. That is true. They're coming for one reason, one reason. They're getting in. Yeah, they're fleeing food insecurity and cartel violence and corrupt governments. Sadly, they're winding up with all three of those things if they move to a liberal city. But the fact remains they're only coming because they're getting in. If they're not getting in, they don't bother to come. 
But you understand what Joe Biden did with our southern border is he turned it into the college bar. Okay, the college bar that doesn't check ID. When you're an underage kid, you're trying to get into a bar. Okay, the minute you find out there's a bar that doesn't accept ID, guess what every single underage kid that wants to get into a bar does? And that's our southern border now. Once the word gets out on the street that the guy is halting border wall construction, so much so that now Biden is selling off the remaining components of the wall to stop the Republicans from drafting legislation to complete the unfinished wall, that just turns our southern border into the college bar that lets anyone in. Happy to see you. What Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Here is the Kamala report in Politico. It's fascinating because this is the woman who's supposed to be the border czar. She's supposed to be in charge of our southern border. But you understand she's instead engaged in her second image rehab in one tenure. And understand this is as a woman of color who happens to be the vice president of the United States who would traditionally be fawned over by the media. They do everything in the world they could to help her out. It's like, you know, when you're hitting at Coors Field, you remember in the 90s, you didn't have to be a big baseball fan to know this, but the high altitude in Denver, Colorado, meant just about everybody on the Colorado Rockies was hitting an astronomical amount of home runs. I believe they had a Batgirl who hit 33 home runs in 98. Like the Dante Bichettes and Vinny Castillas of the world, Larry Walkers of the world, Todd Helton's of the world, big home run numbers flying out of the Rocky Stadium. And the truth is it was a preferable place to play because the thinner at the high altitude, it was going to make it, okay, advantageous to hit fly balls in that stadium. Well, if you're a Democrat, specifically a Democrat of color, okay, the wind, it's like hitting at Coors Field. The media is always going to have your back. Ergo, you have a much easier time of it than traditional people in your position would. But what Kamala Harris has run into it's nothing to do with a race or a gender and the fact that she just happens to suck at the job. Bingo, man, bingo. So for that reason, a media that would normally have her back at every turn has also expressed reservations when it comes to covering her and supporting her simply because she's been caught in so many lies in the past. Okay, simply because she's had so many conversationally awkward moments where she didn't look comfortable in her own skin, where she did go out and take a position that was, you know, Borderline indefensible when it comes to the actual border. Okay, this is a border czar presiding over the largest number of illegal border crossings in the history of the nation. She's not out there saying enough is enough. She's out there saying, well, anybody who has a problem with my performance must be mad because I'm a woman. Oh, shut up, woman. Nobody cares about your race or your gender. What they care is that you're terrible at your job. But let me read you some of this stuff because it's fascinating. So Eugene Daniels publishes a piece in Politico. Uh, in which Kamala, uh, the title is, I can't get into people's heads. Kamala Harris tries to reshape her public image ahead of 2024. He begins the piece by writing backstage as she prepares for a not-so-intimate fireside chat about gun safety in front of hundreds of people. Kamala Harris is unscripted and seemingly at ease. No notes or teleprompter in sight. She's comfortable offering condolences and counsel to those who lost loved ones to gun violence who stream in wearing red shirts and blazers with moms demand action or students demand action. She holds her hands, looks into their eyes. We speak their names. She whispers to a woman. She gently reassures a man, clearly anxious about where to stand in the photo line. 
He then notes her tenure as Biden's number two has not been known for relaxed and warm moments like those in Chicago. Instead, her term has largely been marked by stilted performances at public events at odds with the uninhibited interrogator she was known as in the Senate. They field whispers about whether she'll be a drag on the reelection ticket as the 2024 race heats up. And basically what he's trying to politely say is can the fact that she's as uncomfortable in her own skin be overcome by the Democrats or is the public going to hold her contrived Woody the Woodpecker laugh against Joe Biden? (laughs) I mean, that's reality. He then asks the question, now her political future and quite possibly the success of the Democratic ticket in 2024 hinges on a simple question. Is it possible for Kamala Harris to make a second impression? The answer would be no. This is the thing about Kamala. I wish her no ill will. I actually met her husband, Doug Emhoff, in Washington, D.C. a couple months back. He's a very nice guy. Met him and Amy Klobuchar at a party on a Friday night. And he was nice. He took a picture. Some of you probably saw that I posted it online. And he was a nice guy. Again, I don't hate him because he's married to the vice president. I don't agree with her politically. I don't hate her. You know, I wish her no ill will. She's the vice president of the United States. As the country goes, we go. Sadly, as the country has gone under Joe and Kamala, it's, you know, been a cliff. Like, if America's a car... Okay, we've just about let Ted Kennedy drive us. Not ideal. Okay, but the deal here is that Kamala's in this position right now where the vice president is so much more significant because you're running a guy a second time around now who would be the oldest president ever to serve. There's going to be more scrutiny on the person who'd be second in line to the job. Now, the Democrats know she's polling as low or lower than Joe Biden around the country. So there's two fascinating things going on. There's the small Kamala wing of the media that's trying to float these puff pieces about she can do it, she's great, she's misunderstood, those racist Republicans, they're all misogynist. But then there's that other faction of the media that's in the speak now or forever hold your peace phase of the marriage. They know Biden and Kamala are severely compromised. They know they have a very limited window to speak up on this sort of thing. And they also know that you can't attribute Kamala's low poll numbers to Republicans or misogyny or anything else because she ran for president as a Democrat and her poll numbers were worse then than they are now. So you understand you can try to make the case, ah, the Republicans. Is America just not ready for a strong black woman? You know, you could frame it that way. But the reality has nothing to do with that, okay? America is always ready for any type of a strong woman. Come on, man. Okay, the problem is it's like with Hillary Clinton running in 2016, okay? We weren't misogynists for not electing Hillary. The Democrats had a chance to nominate her in 2008. Did they do that? The answer would be no. No, they passed right over her for Barack Obama. And they didn't turn around and say everybody was a misogynist. They just thought they had the better candidate. This is not okay. But that's the reality is sometimes when you look out at America, okay, in Kamala Harris's position, if you're a defender of Kamala, because there are people out there, I'm telling you, there are people out there that says Kamala is doing a great job. Then you're crazy. You are crazy. But the fact remains, okay, we try to oversimplify things to race or gender, because that's what the the era of identity politics wants you to do. But at the end of the day, if you're doing a job as high profile as vice president, the job you're doing has a bigger impact on the electorate than the identity that you comp- that, you know, you comprise. 
Okay, and that's the reality. It's not that 2024 is coming. We're not ready for a strong black woman. Okay, it's that sometimes we're just not ready for a very specific woman in the case of Kamala or, oh, I don't know, somebody who might have ran in 2016. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Set those DVRs. Fox News Saturday night. This Saturday at 10 p.m. I will be in the host chair. Fresh off a night in Vegas at the Grand Valley Ranch. Uh, Unbelievable Grand Valley Ranch. It is Friday night. Uh, Some seats still available. If you want to see myself and Kennedy in action out there in Vegas, Friday night we're doing one show. They're getting me on a plane and shipping me back to New York before I get myself in any trouble. You know, the the wardrobe team, man, they want to stop me from hitting those Vegas buffets. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. Okay, Alex is on the line. He's not saving an intervention for me. He's uh, saving an intervention for the Republican Party, if my sources are correct. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for taking a call. By the way, I think that uh, Kamala Harris is stupider than Joe Biden because at least Joe Biden knows that he has to rely on the teleprompter most of the time when he mm-hmm. goes, but it's a disaster. But she's so stupid that she convinced herself after all these times that she we all see that she can't wing it because it, it goes in all different directions mm-hmm. and so she should have realized that she has to do the teleprompter but no she's not doing it because either she's dumber than joe biden or because she can't read which in that case would also be an indication no. that she's stupider than joe biden uh, but uh, about the debate there's a okay. lot of talk about trump not doing the primary mm-hmm. debate i think you know uh, the real question is, why is Joe Biden not being primaried by typical Democrats when usually an incumbent president doesn't do a debate and doesn't get primaried because they stand the strongest chance of winning in the general election? But that's not the case with Joe Biden. Seventy percent of Democrats said they don't want him to be the nominee of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. He should be doing a debate with RFK. Gavin Newsom should be in this and grab it away from I mean, Joe. He's running. The nomination, Cory Booker, yup. And they're not, maybe they're not allowing uh, Gavin Newsom and Cory Booker to get into the race, which a Democratic voter should realize that you're not getting a choice in this election. Well, um, for me, it's good. Mm-hmm. For you, it's good because he's, if he's the nominee, we stand the strongest chance. But I think Democratic voters should wake up and realize that this party, if they don't allow the other candidates to get into the race is not a very de- doesn't have a very democratic system when it comes to elections and giving their voters but, a choice. Yeah, of but we don't know who they that want the, to be the nominee. We don't know that the party is keeping Gavin Newsom from getting in. We just know he's you know not trying to challenge an incumbent because historically it doesn't work well. But I mean, listen, it's good analysis nonetheless. If I was a Democrat, I'd want another option. You wouldn't look around and go, "Oh, goody, more of this." So. Alex, you're, you're close to the pin. In, in golf, this would matter. It's a tap-in putt. We'll hand the club to Tommy Lahren when we come back. She can complete the birdie for you. Right here on the Big Bad One and Only High Flying, Death Defying, Fox Across America. Wow, I got to tell you, if you are a TV viewer this weekend, you've got some heavyweight options. Of course, Saturday night, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I will be in the host chair on Fox News Saturday night at 10 p.m. holding down the show. Sunday, uh, a TV special with all the OutKick hosts. 
including the only one I get along with. I'm kidding. We love Charlie and we love Clay. But joining us now, an absolute fan favorite on this show, Tommy Laren will be hosting that program. Hey, girl. Uh, at least I'm your favorite, though, right? I oh. mean, you get along with us all, but I have to be your favorite, Jimmy. Tommy, by now, I mean, listen, me and Clay Travis, it works well. And when I see Charlie, her and I get on fine. But, like, me and you are, like, actually pals. Like, I would hang out with you. Like, Travis, I wouldn't hang out with. There's no way it ends good. Like, he and I would get arrested. I feel like between the two of us, there's a standards and practices that would keep one of us out of prison. No? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like... He's, you know, he's a husband, he's a father. Here I am. I think I'm more fun than Clay. I'll be honest with you. But, <laughs> you know, you haven't come to Nashville and, and uh, had some time with me. So maybe Patriot Awards this year. Whoa. I'll show you my town and maybe it'll change your mind. Big talk from Tommy Laren, the Nashville tourism ambassador. Uh, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm into all of this. You know, I love hanging with you, pal. But I want to ask you really quick before we get into the, like, real political stuff. Um, this the Sunday night show, you got to be pretty pumped up for that, No. Oh, we're going to have a great time. See, listen, OutKick, we've just been waiting for our opportunity to breach Fox News, right? And just to show you guys what we're all about over there, you know, we are not about wokeness. We fight back against wokeness every single day. You know I do that on OutKick. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about pop culture and sports, and I'm going to pretend I know about sports. So it's going to be a good time. I hope everyone will watch. Ah, Drive it like you stole it, as they like to say. Uh, We are excited. I consider this a must-watch. And I'll be coming back. I'm in Vegas Friday night for a stand-up event. So by the time I get through my own Saturday, like, you have a guaranteed viewer in me on Sunday because there's no way I'm going to be moving. Plus, I'll probably be under, like, house arrest with an ankle bracelet, which helps. You just need the viewers. You don't need to, you know, you don't care what they're doing in front of the TV as long as they're there, right? Exactly. So ankle bracelet and all, we will take your viewership. <laughs> there it is. That's the spirit. Uh, Tommy Laren's joining us if you're just getting on the show. Uh, so we got a big debate Wednesday. I was telling my callers earlier, I actually think Trump should show up if for no other reason than it goes beyond the primary. You need Democrats and independents in order to win the general election. If you were coaching Trump, would you send him or would you tell him to stay home? Listen, Trump needs to debate. So I've been very vocal about this on Twitter, and the good folks of Megadonia are not happy with me because I've said <laughs> this. But, uh, you, you know, they're very pissed off at me, Jimmy. Anytime I say anything about Trump that's mm-hmm. not 100% positive or 100%, you know, cheerleader, they get mad at me. But I have to be honest. He needs to show up. And here's the deal. He had a fantastic presidency, certainly the best presidency of my lifetime. I would consider him one of our greatest presidents. His record does speak for itself in a lot of ways. But – Jimmy, there were seven months there at the end, you know, when he kind of anointed Lord Fauci, when he was pushing the vax, you know, when he was still kind of going along to get along with these lockdowns. And he needs to answer for that. I'm sorry. I think every Republican contender needs to answer on COVID. And, you know, the Democrats are already ramping up for the resurgence of COVID. You know, they're already wanting to push the boosters and even talking about masking again. So I need to have every Republican candidate and every Democrat candidate, by the way, they need to answer for how they would address, you know, a possible resurgence of a pandemic, as I call it. They need to answer for that. So he needs to show up not only on Wednesday, which he's not going to, but he's also implied that he might not show up for any of the debates. That's a cop-out to me. I'm sorry, guys, but he's got to show up. Yeah, I mean, it's not a coronation. And I just think strategically he would be smart to be there because, 
you know, the truth is all of these other candidates are getting killed in the polls right now. But right now is irrelevant. You know, the when the early voting happens in Iowa, New Hampshire and stuff, obviously the race might look a little bit different. But bigger than that is the Democrats are succeeding right now in making this an election about the sensationalism instead of the substance. And I think the only way it can come back to the substance is if he himself takes it there. If Trump's just sitting out debates and, you know, screaming about 2020, then the narrative's never going to change. And that's the problem. I think we're kind of playing into their hands. Do you think on some level the Democrats want him to be the nominee for that reason? On some level, yeah. on every level, on every level that there is. I mean, how many floors are in 1211 where Fox is located? <laughs> However many floors are there, that's every level that the Democrats want Trump to be our nominee. Like, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the problem here. Um, I think Trump is largely running his campaign on indictments. And I think the Democrats are largely running their campaign on Trump's indictment. So we've got a problem here. We need to talk about the American people. You and I talk about this every time I'm on with you. But we need to have an honest conversation about the future of this country. It can't be, hey, look how good I did before, and they're coming after me. That's not enough for the American people, and it shouldn't be enough for the American people. You know, you're running to represent all of us. You did a great job the first time, but you lost in 2020. So we need to hear from you how you plan to win in 2024, and it can't just be, well, they've indicted me four times. It has to be deeper than that. I want to hear from him on more things. So he needs to show up. I don't think he's going to, but I think he should. Yeah, I'd be there if I was him. We're talking to the great Tommy Lahren, uh, host of Tommy Lahren is Fearless on Outkick. Uh, it is a favorite. It is a smash hit show with this audience and audiences around the globe. Um, let me ask you this. Kamala Harris is engaged in an exercise in image rehabilitation right now. Uh, she is apparently, according to Politico, trying to like rebrand as a 2.0. But, I mean, at this point, wouldn't you just, like, change your name? Because I don't think 1.0 has any traction at all. No, but I thought that they've been trying to rebrand her for the last two years. Am I wrong on that? I mean, I feel like every six months we get some kind of a puff piece story about how Kamala Harris is being rebranded. I don't know how you rebrand that. She sounds the exact same every time we hear her speak, regardless of the topic. It never comes out, you know, as a complete thought. And she really just takes the words of what she's talking about, like the subject title, Mm -hmm. and she just mixes them around and calls that a speech. So I don't know how you're going to rebrand Kamala, but best of luck to them. I don't know if they're looking at Joe and thinking, oh, boy, you know, this is going downhill. We better get her ready. But Uh either way, I mean, they're just doomed on that side, which is why they would love to run against Donald Trump, to be honest with you, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. And it's funny, like I don't a lot of Republicans don't see this is that. There's a real challenge for Trump in the sense that independence and, you know, obviously the, the minimal amount of liberal support you'd need to peel off aren't going to go vote based on whether or not they think Trump was wrongfully indicted. You know, they're going to vote based on the border and taxes and crime and everything in between. And that's why I think Trump would help himself so much if he himself wasn't talking about 2020 and he himself was talking about issues. But it's tough. I don't I don't know how that's going to shake out. You know what I think it would take, Tommy, for real? I think if the debate comes and goes and somebody has like a really big performance, like somebody has a huge night, say DeSantis has a huge night, Ramaswamy has a huge night, say Tim Scott, somebody has a huge night and they actually start to get all of the media oxygen, I think that might force Trump to recalculate. Outside of that, I don't think he will. Do you? Uh, No, and I think that you're exactly right. You know, Ron DeSantis needs a big few moments 
on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, the others, you know, they might get a moment here and there. I'm sure Vivek will get a moment. He's great at that. You know, he raps and he dances and he plays <laughs> tennis without his shirt on. I mean, all good stuff, you know, if you're auditioning for Love Island. But for me, <laughs> what I want to see is uh, I want to see Ron DeSantis have a moment, have a few moments, outline leadership and policy for America. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's what we need right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Donald Trump won in 2016 because he talked about one thing in particular the border. He talked about immigration. I think that he might have won that election maybe solely on immigration and then just how bad Hillary Clinton was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he labeled her crooked Hillary from the outset. Yep. But now it's kind of hard to label anybody crooked anything when you've been indicted four times, right or wrong. Yep. You know, so I think he needs to go back to this is what I would do now for the border. This is what I would do now for the economy with Ukraine. That's what we need to hear from Trump. It can't just be, you know, back in the day, in 2017, I did a great job. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do again. No, life is different. Things have changed. Times have changed. Yeah. We need to hear a revamped version of America First, and we need to hear it from him. Yeah. But if not from him, I guess we might hear it from Ron DeSantis on Wednesday night, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Well, will you be encouraging DeSantis to rap then, yes or no? Uh, I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that any Republican should be uh, rapping, especially to elderly voters in, Ohio, in Iowa. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's like the audience for that. As someone that comes from South Dakota, I'm not sure that that really resonates uh-huh. with the Iowa audience. But you know, Vivek is great. There's a lot of great contenders. I love mm-hmm. Senator Scott. I don't like Nikki Haley. You know, I don't like Mike Pence. But mm-hmm. they're all going to have a chance on Wednesday night. And as much as I think Trump needs to show up. I'm almost a little bit happy just that we're going to be able to talk about things other than Trump if he's not there, maybe. I don't know. Jimmy, I still don't know if you and I are going to be stepping in to host the debate. I'm still waiting for them to call (laughs) I brought this up with Martha. I said, did you hear anything when they chose you and Brett Baer to host a debate? Did you hear any rumblings that me and Tommy were originally their first choice? She claims it didn't come up in the meeting, but I think she's, you know, I mean, you wouldn't want to say so. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm still waiting for our call, you know, alternates, backups, whatever, whatever needs to happen. Court jesters, maybe you and I can do that. I think let's go to Milwaukee and just show up and see what happens. They're going to let us wear like that Barney Brewer costume, the guy for the Brewers that goes down the slide when they hit a home run. So uh, I'll tell them to have a double XL ready for me. And yes, I'll meet you at the airport. (laughs) Tommy, that is so funny. Sunday night, we'll all be watching. Obviously, they'll be watching your show on OutKick during the week. But Sunday night specifically, you have my campaign promise. No matter what happens this week, I will be in front of that TV, bud. Well, you're going to make Saturday night great again. We're going to try to make (laughs) Sunday night great again. So let's have some fun. Godspeed. I'll see you soon, pal. You're the best. Be well. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye-bye. There she goes, the great Tommy Laren. So funny. She says, Vivek Ramaswamy. (laughs) That's great if you're auditioning for Love Island. (laughs) (laughs) as voters okay i we took a lot of calls on this today we kind of discussed this earlier last week about trump showing up i think he has to show up if he's smart because what's gonna happen is and it's amazing because it hasn't happened yet everybody running for president as a republican agrees with trump on every single issue every single issue Okay, in order to implement any of these issues, you have to beat the Democrats. Now, understand, okay, if this is about, you know, beating the Democrats, turning the country around, and that's all it's about, 
you know, Trump does run the risk of the people watching the rest of this electorate and saying to themselves, you know, what if we did all these Trump policies without the indictments and the baggage? That's what he's running the risk of having happen if, in fact, he doesn't go, which is why I think he should go. You think it's safe to stay home? Okay, I actually think it's safe to go because you can make your own case. You know, this idea, well, they're just going to attack him. What the hell are the Democrats going to do when he runs against them? If I was him, I would be there. I wouldn't let I wouldn't give the competition another chance to define me because that's the entirety of what the media has done. One of the reasons Trump spent as much time on Twitter and now tries to spend as much time on Truth Social as he does is he's allowing you to get his message directly from him as a as opposed to allowing other people to set the message for him. So for me, I think he should show up. Tim is up in Colchester, Vermont. Tim has a theory on this one. Yo, Tim. Jimmy, what's, who are we talking about here? Donald Trump. Yep. He's full of surprises, man. Oh, you say he's, he's showing up show day up. of? He's going to show up the day of. He's going to have a dozen of Krispy Kremes. Chris Christie is going to tear from his eyeballs. Oh, no. And just He's going to blow his mind. I'm telling you, he's going to blow his mind. Oh, no. So you're telling me he's, oh. he's showing up with fat jokes to boot. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It's coming. It's coming. Speaking <laughs> of that, uh-huh. speaking of that, when are you coming back to Spain Puppy, Jimmy? Listen, man, we're working on it. We're in d- deep negotiations right now. They need me to sign some pledge that I'll I'll support whoever the nominee is or something like that. i got to meet some type of beer donor threshold. Uh, I think Rona McDaniel and Kurt are working it out as we speak, so I'll keep you posted on that, brother. But, I missed you last time. I, I was in Arizona, and I just got back from Arizona. Ooh. And what a joke, Biden going out there with the Grand, Grand, yep. Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? No. What's he doing out there? He has no idea. He's Pre- calling. Preserving the land. Well, what about all that? Uh, come on. Come on, man. No, it's this a joke. This guy's got to go. Yep. He's got to go. Well, that's well. Maybe maybe Trump heard your heard your advice, and maybe Trump shows up. It remains to be seen. We can, we can discuss this Thursday. You, you're going to have a job He's as his chief strategist up. if this works out. So, good job, Tim. <laughs> we'll talk soon, brother. Be well. Back after this. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America as we wrap up our inaugural broadcast on KTUC out in Tucson. And, of course, KYDT in Wyoming, KBFS in Bella Bush, South Dakota. But now we head to Texas where a fan favorite on the program, Michael, returns to the show. Michael! <laughs> Jimmy! Such a great show today, buddy. Uh, last week there was so much Lucy, I was looking for Fred and Ethel. But <laughs> here's the question. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. How was your anniversary celebration with your lovely wife this past weekend? How about you mind your own business, Tarzan? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was... <laughs> Yo, Michael, we, we really, we had a rowdy weekend. I'm not kidding. So listen to this. Friday, she hosted the show. You were a big part of it, so thank you. Uh, I did keep my promise, treated her like royalty, Burger King and Dairy Queen. Uh, when the show was over, we went out to dinner. And then uh, it's, it was a, it was a free-for-all. I was in my Bronco with the roof off. We were in Rhode Island yesterday. Saturday, we were everywhere in the tri-state area. We just did a lot of driving around, hanging out, blasting music, stuff like that. And uh, we did not drink at all, not even a little bit, Michael. Fantastic. What? A, how wonderful is that, man? Just quality time with the person that means the most to you. At least I hope that's the case, right? 
Uh, yeah, no, we listened. We had we had a blast, and uh, I was being sarcastic when I said we weren't drinking. We actually got pretty rowdy this weekend, but that's what we were supposed to do, man. It's 17 years. Like when Jenny's not kidding when she comes on the air and says like we've lasted, you know, probably 15 years longer than we thought we would. Uh, but we've co- <laughs> no for real. But we've grown into the gig. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, it it works, and it works because we have the support of fine people like yourself. So let me ask you though, just to get you off the scent of the whole anniversary celebration, uh, do you think Trump's going to show up Wednesday, or do you think he should or shouldn't? What's the strategy? I think he's going to blow off the first one or two and show up when there's only two or three left. And Smart. yeah, you're right. He he wants to be out in front of the public, but not with you know a dozen other people. It does you know, look like I, an I open think he'll call. Show up later. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It it is. It's like an open call right now. There's I think seventy. There you go. I think there's seventy seven people. I think I just qualified. I think I <laughs> now great. I have to debate Wednesday night. I wasn't even running. It's crazy. <laughs> they got an empty seat. Ah, oh, Michael, we we love talking to you, man. Keep playing good ball out there, okay, brother? Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. You, Have a good night. You too, my man. The great Michael wants to know how the anniversary went with Jenny. That's a good point. I don't know how it went because we got so rowdy. It seemed like we had a good time. But, no, nah, Jenny failed as a good egg. But I say this all the time on the show. If you're listening for the first time out in Tucson or Belfouche or Pine Haven, okay, you're all in the today business, today I know you have things you're working on that you need to do tomorrow, things you're looking forward to. Hey, I got a stand-up special. It shoots October 13th at the Paramount on Huntington, Long Island. You got to get your tickets now while you can. Then we're heading out to what? My goodness gracious, Helena, Montana, Saturday night. Excuse me, Friday night, October the 27th. Saturday night, October the 28th, we'll be at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. So I got a lot to look forward to. But the reality is on this show, I would tell you this every day, we are in the today business. You're in the fun business. Go out and have fun today. Go out and enjoy today. Yeah, there's stuff to fight over politically. But if it all ends tomorrow, you're not going to wish you spent more time fighting today. You're going to wish you had fun. So get out there, live it up, have the best Monday night allowable by law. I'll see you on Fox and Friends in the morning. Until you then, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.